0: Uh-huh. 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 This is ridiculous. ridiculous. Uh-huh. Well hey hey friends, welcome to level 172 of Laugh It Up Fuzzball And um, hey, as you can tell from the music, we're getting in the holiday spirit In the life day spirit, in the Christmas spirit Happy holidays, or hippo holidays Or Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa, Rama, Festa, Hana, all those, all of it Welcome <laughs> to you and yours however you celebrate whether it's solstice or christmas whether it's a jolly old nog hog or a grinch or 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 a dreidel or whatever just hey i hope you have a great holiday you're like what why wookie it's it's the, the week of star wars you know it comes out on the 19th why are you recording and saying christmas stuff because i don't know what the next episode is going to be could be all about the rise of skywalker or or whatever, but especially because I'm seeing it tomorrow. What? You're recording on a Wednesday? Yeah, I am. Because I got a little bit of time and the show notes are there. And uh, I somehow accidentally set myself up for a really easy recording of an episode. So we're just going to get to it. But, you know, however however you, you get your, your geek on during the holidays, whether it is the Star Wars Holiday Special and Life Day and B. Arthur, and Art Carney, and Harvey Corman and, and and Harrison Ford, Luke Skywalker, and Carrie Fisher being like, just making money being an awful TV special, or whether The Nightmare Before Christmas is your, the way you do your geek thing, that beloved 1993 Tim Burton movie, or the Claymation Christmas celebration, shout out to my friend Pat that actually did music for that, it won Emmys, and uh, yeah, California raisins were in the thing, and that, that's that's a a classic Christmas special. Of course, if you're a geek, Batman Returns can technically be a Christmas movie, and uh, it is totally set in the holidays. And meow with Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, if that's how you get your geek on with batman returns cool you know i think there was like a pac-man christmas special uh, i've seen a lot of people talking about santa claus conquers the martians which is something i've never seen futurama has some amazing christmas specials there's of course the peewee's playhouse christmas special which uh, when i think of nerds definitely that'd be really good peewee and some fruitcake uh, one of my favorite christmas movies honestly gremlins totally a christmas movie it is set in Christmas, there's a really horrific monologue about a dad and Santa Claus, and what what better than grotesque gremlins after midnight, you know, wreaking havoc through a, through a town during Christmas time, to to make you feel special, and then of course you can go with some Rudolph or the Year Without a Santa Claus or. Or whatever you want to. Heck, there's even a Himanishira Christmas special that you could probably look up on YouTube if you want to. But uh, however you get your geek on for the holidays, those are things you can watch. And I guess it's good. I'm posting this like uh, a little bit before Christmas, like probably four or five days before Christmas. So get your geek on. Enjoy some really, really good geeky goodness and uh if if you're like wookie how could you start off the podcast by by stealing chewbacca's silent night well it was it was on the laugh it up fuzzballs page and i figured it's great it's short it's a great way to get in there and you can blame ryan for that because he uh he renewed my interest in chewbacca's silent night which is a good segue into shouting out the sponsors Ryan and Trina on the Carry On Couple Podcast. If you like to vacation or want a vacation or like listening to people talk about their vacations, that's that's what they do. They come out with an episode every Monday and it's awesome. And they've been doing such a great job of plugging Laugh It Up Fuzzball on their podcast. I want to make sure I do a good job and plug them as well. You know, because uh, one hand shakes the other and this is me shaking back Ryan and Trina. So thanks so much. And Ryan, I don't know if he's behind on the podcast, but at some point I'll listen to this and shout out to you, buddy. And you can be happy your uh, Chewbacca Silent Night made it. And watch, there's a video. It's it's really good. There's a totally a video with Chewbacca. And it's great. And I, I love thinking of Jabba the Hutt as Santa. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> and I ho, ho, hope all of you have a great holiday season. Also, shout out to Kyle. And Tales from the Jungle Cruise podcast, that uh, C R E W S, not like uh, C R U I S E, like the Disney attraction. But uh, you wanna you wanna hear skippers talk about their experience on that beloved and amazing original 1955 attraction. Kyle's got you covered. And he has a, a good new episode with a Muppet. <laughs> but we'll, we'll just get right into it. We got a, a smaller Fantabulous Fuzzballs focus, just because there was such a big one on the last episode, but there are a couple things people posted before I recorded this. Joseph posted about a Legends of the Hidden Temple reboot. As an adult game show on Quibi, I'm not even sure I know what a Quibi is, but apparently Quibi is going to try to get viewers by doing this uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. And now a bunch of people on the Fuzzballs, the Laugh It Up Fuzzballs page, plug, 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 that's where all this news comes from, on Facebook, Laugh It Up Fuzzballs, Fuzzball with an S. But uh, Blue and and presumably others working out because they want to be on the show. And uh, if people I know are on the show... I will certainly uh, find a way to to figure out what a Quibi is so that I can see them do this show that was so beloved uh, when we were kids and when we were younger. And I do find it funny that Legends of the Hidden Temple is precisely the show that I could not remember the exact name of when I was talking on the last episode about that kids Jedi Temple show with Ahmed Best. Uh, But sometimes life has a weird synchronicity. And this is one of those times. Danny posted a couple things. He posted the Superman Red Sun trailer for the newest DC animated movie. Holy heck, it looks good! Totally watch it. And that is an amazing Elseworlds comic. One of my favorite Superman stories. So yeah, cool. It's getting a rad animated and DC animated does. There's they DC TV and DC animated do it right. And uh, yeah, it's so cool. Red and then uh danny also just posted apparently there's episode nine spoilers already out even though they just had i think the premiere was on monday people have already put the crawl i thankfully have gone dark and been able to stay away from these spoilers but be careful friends the movie officially comes out tomorrow i will be in a movie theater with both danny the deuce and benjamin blueford blue watching the movie tomorrow we won't be spoiling it we'll have a we'll have a strict non-spoiler at least for a week or so here on the podcast and on the laugh it up fuzzballs page but be careful episode nine spoilers abound uh and my most my most excellent friends i posted the non-news of keanu reeves saying the comic book character he would like to play is none other than another canuck named wolverine well his name's actually logan but but you know what i mean and while keanu is six foot one inches and about ten inches too tall for the five foot three canuck uh the Keanu is from the Great White North, and uh, while while it might be a different Wolverine, I am down Is Wolverine. He's all going to be snake snake Whoa, dude! I'm like totally anti adamantium. Like, whoa! Oh, I've got claws, and like I've got a time machine. I'm going to go back and save the mutants. Yeah, <laughs> it'll it'll be really good. And there's a Keanu impression for you. Uh, I did post on uh, the the Laugh It Up Fuzzballs page just the the newest trailer for the uh, Top Gun Maverick movie. And uh, basically, like I said, it looks (laughs) entirely like they're just doing the movie over again, but just proving that uh, Tom Cruise does age, although it is at a slower rate than all of the non-Thetans. And uh, so uh, Scientology has been good for him. And I won't say more before they come to get me but that is everything for the fantabulous fuzzballs focus join the laugh it up fuzzballs group you want to give me a christmas present join the group uh give ratings on itunes and uh enjoy yourself and be and have a good geeky time may it be the most wonderful geek christmas rama Hanza kwanzaa festivus solster ramakan for you boom 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 but we're gonna get away from uh from that and get into just a little bit of star wars news we'll go to let the Wookiee win where we talk all about star wars and uh i think i just want to start off star wars by premiering a little a little jingle that i i thought of like recently uh for weird reasons because i always have strange stuff in my head i uh i have somebody that i work with whose name is ed and i always call him mr ed because he's older than me and i've had the mr ed theme song stuck in my head and then it led to this the force is the force of course of course but nobody uses the force of course that is unless the force of course is wielded by a jed i <laughs> so there there you go pull it out sound clip it it's mine trademark copyright laugh at a fuzzball podcast joe the wookie riot yes you're welcome and hopefully that's stuck in your head and if you don't know the mr head song sorry it's still catchy but the force is the force of course of course but nobody uses the force of course that is unless the force of course is wielded by a jed (laughs) i so there you go not once but twice so nice i sang it twice uh there is other star wars news in a la times interview Kathleen kennedy did say that the future star wars movies are actually going to stray from the trilogy format which will allow for more creativity now we got to speculate because we know uh, Brian johnson is presumably still working on a movie but maybe he's not working on a trilogy maybe he's just working on one film that could lead to more a la marvel which gets to kevin feige wanting to having an idea for a star wars movie and they could totally be marvelizing the Star Wars universe where they where they can just have movies that lead up to something, which ultimately means it's not a trilogy. It becomes like, well, we already have a Skywalker saga, but like, you know, the Infinity Saga is like Feige's masterpiece and he's still going. So well, maybe we'll have an, the Force saga or something crazy like that. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy did say it's time to segue into something new and different uh, and talked about not locking filmmakers and creatives into a three act structure. Uh, she also said we won't necessarily have to stay so long to the sequel era characters and uh, they just want to find the next direction that they want to go we do know the next movie is in 2022 so we don't have that long to wait and supposedly there's going to be an announcement in january about that movie so i'm not going to stress you don't stress but uh yeah we have uh we have a uh a movie coming um i you know i just sort of it's wednesday it's the last day of my life that i will be alive although technically i get most of tomorrow before i go see the rise of skywalker but before this movie comes out and i actually know what is going on and what the movie is about and me and blue we actually uh we talking about talking about rise of skywalker yesterday when we were together we were doing some some chore stuff i some stuff i needed help with and blue helped me out because he's one of my best friends and he's a great human being and shout out to you blue but we were talking about our thoughts on rise of skywalker and we actually had planned or we had hoped that there would be time to actually record yesterday but what we were doing took longer and involved going to find more comic book storage and and whatnot and packing away collectibles so uh well i appreciate the time he gave me and we didn't get a chance to to record any thoughts. And I I was wondering about what my thoughts are. I do, I do have a lot of questions about, you know, what's going to go on with Ray and what will the relationship be for, for her and Kylo? And will there be romantic undertones and, you know, what's going on, on what presumably is the wreckage of the death star and where is that because uh the only thing there was endor and then the forest moon of endor so we're actually going to the planet of endor is endor like an oceanic planet and then it has a forest moon that revolves around it are we going to get to see ewoks is is everything clone i do i have an, an idea about clones like just and actually from watching the mandalorian about uh, you know, there's there's always that question: Was the Emperor responsible for the creation of of Anakin? Because he didn't, you know, there was no father, you know. Was that his 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 goal of creating like the ultimate Padawan, like strong? Or is this gonna be going into like the old non-canon comic book stuff where the Emperor had the ability to like jump into bodies with a spirit? And you know, while we've clearly established like force ghosts for like the light jedi there's this idea of uh of like almost like je- uh, sith demons it's in the the charles soul darth vader comic of like sith spirits being able to like literally like possess like an artifact that has something to do with them and uh and then you know for this i think the character's name is momon you know if you're if you're super geeky and know all these names perfectly i apologize i do know star wars really well but i won't proclaim that i remember and memorize like every single thing but this spirit when when they put on the helmet that he wore because it's a very sith thing to wear helmets and a very mandalorian thing a lot of a lot of bad guys and a lot of weird gray morally questionable characters wearing masks because if we learned anything from watchmen masks make you angry but <laughs> um you know are they gonna are they gonna use that idea and then there's there's everything that goes on in like the the chuck wendig aftermath novels with uh i guess spoilers but the the robot uh robot you know droids that show up and like carry on like the emperor's wishes even though he was dead and like is that is that going to be involved in there and is it possible you know it's just me like rambling and uh, Word diarrhea, out out my ideas. But you know, could uh could the emperor have had something to do with the creation of Anakin? Uh, is the the child the big spoiler that I'm still not talking about from the Mandalorian connected to those creations of like of uh of you know perfect characters? I'm I'm like actually on a line there. Uh, is Rey the culmination of what the what the Empire was doing? You know, he is definitely responsible for a clone army and there there is a character in the mandalorian that wears a patch reminiscent of the Camino cloners so you know is is that more than just creating a clone army did he have like a secret project to do something with the force and and does it tie into the non-canon novel blue was talking about it yesterday with darth plagueis and and their plans of manipulating the force to to uh, serve the dark side more than the light side like to pervert the balance of the force like is the entire prophecy of the chosen one you know bringing balance to the force is the entire point that the the sith are trying to pervert that balance and make it like lean towards darkness and lean towards power and struggle is is uh the the entire skywalker saga about making sure that doesn't happen and bringing balance back to the force where you can be either light or dark but it doesn't lean one way or the other and and i i think i think it's gonna be great i want i want to see what's going on with the space horses space horses are space horses of course of course uh don't worry i'm not going to sing my fourth song again but uh what's going on what is going on with that battle who are the new characters who is zori bliss the bounty hunter are we going to get to see carrie russell's face uh what is going on with richard e grant's uh first order character is general Hux going to be a joke is the movie going to start off with poe cracking some jokes like the first two movies uh what's going on with 3po uh are his eyes red because he becomes a murder droid like triple zero and the doctor Afri comic? uh is r2 going to get to do some amazing stuff what's going on in that sand battle with the with the red puffs and everything sorry about that little do to do my computer had a recent windows defender summary it's a uh, defending me maybe spoiling the child in the mandalorian i suppose but i do have a lot of ideas and the good news is i get to see the movie tomorrow but uh i think uh, i think that does segue into me just talking about non-spoiler policy do not under any circumstances go and laugh at a fuzzball and spoil the shit out of this movie i i will delete anything that's seen as fast as possible both blue and uh and danny are also admins on the on the page we will we will get rid of any spoilers we will not not talk about it uh we'll we'll probably have a non-spoiler review of some sort hopefully next week where we'll talk about it as a christmas present to everybody uh, i'm hoping but we'll we'll see how time goes we're seeing the movie late so everybody might be tired and not want to talk about it i'm going to take my recording stuff but that doesn't mean that we're going to get a chance to record or or i will record my thoughts uh as a christmas present to you but the, as always it will be non-spoiler i was really really sort of humbled you know another shout out to ryan and the carry on couple podcasts but when he was plugging this podcast he said he really likes it i, I do my best not to spoil things and talk about it, and he thinks i do a good job and thanks bud I do, I do, do my best. I don't know how anybody could be perfect. Just talking about it in a way is a spoiler. But um, I am really excited for Ezra Skywalker, and uh, and please, for the love of of uh, everything, see no spoilers, hear no spoilers, speak no spoilers. It's important. And if you don't like this stuff, don't be don't be a dick to ruin it for everybody else. If you don't like it, you don't like it, and go off and and like the things you like. Uh, and if that thing that you like is Forrest Gump just so you know no I'm not going to spoil what happens at the end but I was thinking about it uh, but there, there are big spoilers Lieutenant Dan <laughs> in the legs <laughs> I don't know <laughs> movie's old it's, it's, I guess it's the spoiler policy for Forrest Gump is over but uh, we'll go into a couple quick Flavor of the geeks, some geeky flavors in the week DBDBW you're like what What did Wookie just say that's David Benioff uh, and and David Weiss, right? David B. Weiss or something, but D B D B W because I like saying it. The 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 not infamous, but the the much maligned. Creatives and directors, he's not, well, they're not the creatives of Game of Thrones, that would be George R.R. Martin, but you know what I mean. The guys that took George R.R. Martin's novels and made them into a show, and then when the novels weren't there, tried to keep the show going and ended up creating something divisive. Well, and as a Star Wars fan, I have no idea about anything divisive. It's always love and unicorns and cupcakes and rainbows when it comes to geekdom. But these two guys apparently are going to be directing a thriller based off of uh, a graphic novel called Lovecraft, this is from uh, Hans Rodianoff, I think that's how you say his name but um, basically what it is is, uh, you know, the quote from the article I was reading, the project will ask quote, a horrifying question what if H.P. Lovecraft's wasn't making it up what if the monsters he created are real, end quote uh, yeah I'm sure I, I haven't read the graphic novel but I do like graphic novels uh, basically the film's going to take place in 1920 within the entire mythos of Lovecraft specifically the Cthulhu stuff uh, we'll, we'll see if these two can uh, take a fictionalized story uh, proposing that the the real life of H.P. Lovecraft involves the monsters and somehow tell a tale about lovecraft that's not all about the fact that he was an awful anti-semi and racist and then do that simultaneously with cthulhu monsters and make it watchable and then question mark like apparently they dropped off of star wars because of their 200 million dollar netflix still and not having time but i i think it might just be more disney and star wars were like no you you don't make things that everybody loves uh and just going into it people are already hating it beforehand uh which might raise some questions about ryan johnson and and him doing another star wars movie which i'm not sure will happen but i do hope it does because i think he's an excellent filmmaker and apparently his knives out film is amazing but uh david benioff and david weiss or db weiss uh they're uh, they're doing a, a a cthulhu story telling a story about lovecraft which uh hopefully will do better than that tolkien movie <laughs> you know it's it's really weird when you're doing a doing a uh, stuff although i still really want that stanley as a superhero movie uh bio, biopic biopic whatever i can't remember caitlin did we decide that it's biopic i think it is biopic but or it's you want it to be biopic i don't know anyways it doesn't matter that's how much i care about winning <laughs> although i did win whatever i said was the right one but now i don't remember but uh we'll see we'll see what these guys get up to and whether there's also, I heard that they were directing, but then the latest is that they they might just be producing. So we shall see. But I thought it was interesting news. We're talking about uh, another news. Quentin Tarantino has said that he is steering away uh, from directing a Star Trek movie, and um, I'm I'm not actually surprised by this. I was more surprised when I heard he was going to be doing an, an F bomb laden uh, Star Trek script because. Uh, uh yeah yeah i don't i don't i don't know I, I i he said he's gonna do 10 movies and he's already done nine so he only has one and more so would he really end is his reign with with the star trek movie and then yeah, there's also i've heard some sto- stuff that he he f- sort of feels that uh, the last movie once upon a time in hollywood is his last film that that ninth one might be when he's done so We'll see. He's he's a talented filmmaker, so if he wants to make more stuff, he can. But he could also direct television or, or write scripts or whatever. But he did say, uh, in his words, he will not be writing flowery, cuss-heavy dialogue for Captain Kirk anytime soon. And um, I guess that just means we're never going to get, Are oh, you going to bark all day, little doggy? Or are you going to buy? Say my name again, mother Chucker. When you get to hell, John, tell them Daisy sent you, and I don't and now, oh my, I sound like George Takei but yeah, you know, the path the path of a righteous man is laden with adversity. Uh, and you will know my name is Lord. When I lay my vengeance upon you, the D in Kirk is silent. I don't know. <laughs> I've just pulled up some quotes on a page and trying to do my best Captain Kirk, but I guess I guess now sad face we're not gonna get that uh other geeky news dc bunch of movie relay dates. so we know we're getting birds of prey for the fantabulous emancipation of one harley quinn february 7th 2020 wonder woman 1984 is june 5th 2020 but they're like here's what we're gonna do we're gonna do two years and two movies in 2020 we're gonna do three movies in 2021 and then we're gonna do four movies in 2022 then it's gonna be crazy it's just gonna add up it's gonna be a whole fibonacci sequence no not really because that's not the fibonacci sequence but we are in 2021 getting the batman on june 25th the suicide squad on august 6th and Black Adam on December twenty second, I think, and then four dates for twenty twenty two. What the heck? Shazam two April first, DC Super Pets animated May twentieth. That's the one I'm, I'm most interested by. The Flash July twenty first, and then Aquaman two uh, in December, uh, like December sixteenth or something, or December twenty second. We'll 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 see. It's uh, yeah. So two, then three, then four. DC's planning on making lots of money and. I, I sort of buried the lead there the flash officially has a date so uh presumably it, it's actually happening with Ezra Miller who's not a good flash but um, we'll see we'll see they could totally take a different direction he is a good actor so uh, maybe maybe they can make a good flash movie and uh, yeah lots and lots of movies and if you if you want to do the math with me two plus three is five plus four is nine DC movies between 2020 in 2022 so hey wow crazy and speaking of release dates uh also news of mortal Kombat. its date changed it was going to be march 5th 2021 and they've moved it up two months earlier to january 15th the movie's already wrapped shooting uh and there was you could actually look online the the actors talking about you know being excited for the movie and the wrap party and everything Apologies if you heard a, a little bit of noise there in the background. Base, you know when you when you have a recording studio, you have other people, and uh, one of my roommates is uh, the lovely mother of my my beautiful future wife Heather, and uh, it's Christmas time, and there's lots of presents to get wrapped, and uh, I'm always like, hey, I'm I'm gonna be recording. If you hear me talking to myself, I'm not going crazy. So uh, sorry, but yeah, the, the movie's wrapped in. You know, there's there's people have said the reason it moved up is uh because they you know the release or the production schedule is uh, ahead of schedule and it, it also could be a dumping ground situation with january or maybe they just think that's where where it'll make the most money instead of march against presumably a marvel movie uh so yeah i'm sure there'll be a, march, a marvel movie or a dc movie or something in that time frame so they they just want to make the money although in 2021 there is not a dc movie because we just went through those release dates uh, but speaking of release dates we can keep going, we're talking it uh, WB has pulled Akira from its release calendar a lot of these dates are all because WB came out and said when this movie was there uh, originally Akira was scheduled for May 21st, 2021 but that is the Matrix 4's date and also like we talked about in the last episode John Wick 4, that's where we, we revealed the Neo the entire time uh, was John Wick in the Matrix <laughs> not happening but uh, yeah, so Akira has been pulled, but I, that doesn't mean that the movie's not happening. Taika Waititi really wants to make that movie. I think uh, basically just has to do with he's he's. I think he's actually filming something now, and then he's going to do Thor: Love and Thunder. And let's be real, we care more about Thor: Love and Thunder than we do anything else. So yeah, we'll just be happy with that but it's finally time we're gonna go to the small screen a smaller small screen star wars sci-fi superhero synopsis and it is sci-fi and superhero because like i said on the last one i saved the mandalorian and watchmen to talk about it later so uh supergirl season 5 episode 9 batwoman season 1 episode 9 and the flash season 6 episode 9 was the first three parts of crisis and friends almighty oh my goodness holy gamoly crisis was so freaking good where where do i even begin talking about the first three parts of this five-part crossover palooza this marv wolfman comic it's just one of those those comic books that you need to read if you if you like the dc Pantheon it's it's just so incredible and and it has so many things that go down and you're like how how are they going to even like pay pay any sort of homage or justice do justice to to this comic by doing, and these silly like DCW superhero shows that I love so much but but they they do they find a way and they take so many elements from from this comic and uh crisis kicks off and while while the the episodes you know it's in supergirl and batwoman and uh the flash they find a way to actually tie it into things going on you know from those worlds but it at the same time it doesn't change the fact that everything's amazing and uh, you may have heard of little little uh, uh cameos going on I won't won't spoil, but a lot of different DC things are brought in. I, will, I want to have a much bigger conversation with Danny, doing spoilers about all this later. But, uh, you know, it's not a spoiler. You get Harbinger and you get Pariah and uh, all the characters, you know, Barry Allen and Kate Kane and Oliver Queen and Mia Smoke and Sarah Lance and Ray Palmer and lots of different Earths. You know, Earth 38 is Supergirl's Earth, so a lot of stuff is going on there and we've seen we've seen some stuff happen to earths before crisis even started on arrow and flash and and uh the heroes need to make a stand and if you if you like shadow demons from the comic you're gonna get some shadow demons and and if you like other things cosmic treadmill or or the anti-monitor or the monitor all of all of that is there and then you get you get different versions of batman and superman which which makes me shout i mean the the second the second part of crisis is basically could be called elseworlds and it it's just so good you know Kara and sarah having things to do clark kent and lois lane uh bringing back you know the superman from supergirl Uh, i it's just so incredible and then there's there's even more as, as they go along, you're like, wow, well, these cameos, uh, well, they wow me. But could they, could they do more? And yes, yes, my friends, they can do more. And dealing with the idea of the paragons, and even going back to the Lazarus Pit, and, and Constantine uh, becomes involved in everything. I think it's really great that they had the same actor play the Monitor and the Anti-Monitor. And then you know, you know, you think it's just like the comic. If you think the Anti-Monitor stopped. You might want to think again, and then uh, you know there's the entire Oliver's gonna die because in in Crisis does he? You have to watch to find out. The Flash is supposed to die in Crisis, does he? Well, you have to go to saw. But even even if they do die, it may not actually be the way or how you think. And this isn't a matter of there not being stakes in this world. It's just a matter of some really really credible, smart. Writing, but uh, yeah, when they, they bring up these different uh, different you know, uh, cameos, and I'm just like, oh my goodness! And some of them have much more parts to play, and some of them are just real quick, and you're just like, this is really rad. Uh, there are infinite earths, and I, I applaud them finding a way to place this DC universe in within other, other universes, and then there's a, a big reveal in part three. That uh, has to do with Oliver. That I was just like, oh my goodness. Yes, please, and thank you. And then, of course, you know, Lex Luthor is involved in this story in a way. And uh, it's it's just all lovely. And, and uh, the first three just had me stoked. I, just, I think, what a, what a bunch of buttheads that, uh, that I have to wait <laughs> until January 12th to, to see how this is all going to wrap up what a bunch of buttheads that's all i have to say (laughs) but but we will get our our shows in january and then a lot of the shows will be kicking back off in february although legends is going to be coming back so we'll get more dc right now you know it's all done so it's a it's the mid-season break and, uh, although it's not, because they've only been at 9, and of course they go all the way to 22, so you get a lot more episodes after the break is over. But uh, it was really good, and it's a cliffhanger, and I want to see where Christ is going to go, and I look forward to having uh, more time to, to talk about all this with Danny later, where we can talk spoilers. Um, we'll go to The Mandalorian next. This is uh, Chapter 5, The Gunslinger, Chapter 6, The Prisoner, and because it came out today... Yes, that's right, friends. Chapter seven, the reckoning of the Mandalorian, came out the day before Rise of Skywalker, uh, and I, I, I will say, I don't, I don't see uh, you have to worry about anything being spoiled for Rise of Skywalker. Although it doesn't mean that anything going on won't connect in some way, shape, or form. But uh, I don't, you know, I don't like to spoil these episodes. At some point, me and Danny are going to just spoil the shit out of everything and talk about it, or me and somebody. But uh, Chapter five, the Gunslinger, it was, it was a good episode. This is uh, another Dave Filoni directed episode. And uh, basically, you you do get a little bit of space battle, uh, and then you get you get the the homages, the, the tributes, to to Mos Eisley, Tatooine, and uh, they do a, a good job. This isn't just uh, for nostalgia points. It actually is part of the story. Um, this is uh, the Mandalorian helping a, a young bounty hunter, China, to, to join the guild and make his way, going after an assassin named Phoenix Shen, who is played by Mink Na Wen. Uh, you get do backs and um, and then you get you get there's really cool stuff, you know the child is still involved and uh, there's fights and and speeders and uh, and and a lot of mystery and and western vibes out in the deserts of Tatooine, which which means it could include you know other other creatures that you know from Tatooine, but you'd have to watch to find out. Chapter six, the prisoner. Uh, if it wasn't for me enjoying chapter 7 with with all of my everything uh was was an incredibly freaking good episode this is directed by Rick Famuyiwa and <coughs> i have to say Rick Famuyiwa has has directed two of my favorite episodes chapter 2 the ch- the child and uh chapter 6 the prisoner this is where you finally from the from the Mandalorian trailer get to see the, uh twi'lek female who, who surprise surprise is the same actress that played uh uh nymphadora tonks on uh harry potter and uh, you get to see different you know twi'leks are not just uh, sex objects they are they're complicated uh, sentient beings and uh you also get a Deveronian and uh and a new kind of bounty hunter droid and uh connections to the new republic and uh, yeah yeah, Mayfield and Berg and Xion were were just really really interesting characters and uh, I thought this was great and and you even get cameos from some of the directors of the Mandalorian which I won't say how but it's it's pretty lovely and uh, you get to see the Mando be the Mando and uh, more droids and more Mando hating droids and uh, them on a five man job to save a prisoner and uh, it's it's incredible and lovely, and I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, like I said, it would probably have been my favorite episode of of The Mandalorian. But in Chapter Seven, The Reckoning, Deborah Chow, who is going to be the director of of uh, the Obi Wan, and also directed the amazing Chapter Three, The Sin. Ah, oh, there's the directors are really doing a good job, and uh, this is where. A lot of things that happen before get tied together to make sense, and the and the episodes of the Mandalorian being off, uh, not dealing with the the consequences of what's going on with uh with the child, uh, have to come come to terms, and and his little exploits though are necessary for for some of the stuff that happens in here to make sense, and uh and and you get you get really really great stuff, and I don't want to spoil anything but uh, a lot of different story elements are woven together quite wonderfully and uh and and it's good it it really enjoys it but the the mandalorian finally gets back to to dealing with some of the stuff that goes on with with what has happened in his bounty hunter life so far and uh and, and and lots of characters get really great moments of acting and and i i really really enjoyed it and uh yeah the more 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 imperial weirdness and bounty hunter hunter fighting and shooting and droids and just the wonderfulness it is there's just one more episode chapter eight directed by taika watiti uh another i mean we only had one story that wasn't i guess uh christopher yost did the story uh for uh the prisoner but john favreau has written most of it other than dave filoni actually wrote the gunslinger which was the episode one of the episodes he directed and i have to honestly say the two episodes directed by dave filoni were, were sort of the weaker of the of the series but uh i don't know that that means any lack of confidence in what he can bring he's just he's getting into this live action world but uh I, man i can't wait to see how this all wraps up in chapter eight and they're they've already announced the season two So, hell yeah, Mandalorian's great. It is exactly the Star Wars show I wanted. Is it perfect? No. I do wish they had more money for some of the special effects. Uh, Watching it on a high-def television, I think you should probably watch it as low-def as possible just to to make it grittier and more wonderful. But my my sense of disbelief is activated, uh, and it's it's great. I really, really enjoy The Mandalorian, and I want to see how this all shakes up. And uh, I think uh, if you're not watching The Mandalorian, it is worth the price of Disney+. Plus. You know, you pay $6.99 for one month once Chapter 8, and then you watch all of it and then cancel it if that's what you want to do. And it, it, it's a really good television show. I think it might make my list for 2019. But you know what? You know what? Show does make my list and in some spot in my top ten for sure is The Watchmen, which is over. They've done it. They've had the nine episodes. This is another show that I really want to sit down like with Danny and just spoil the hell out of it. I'm not going to do it at this point. But I I am going to say that that just how they were possible to to make a show which is a sequel to a classic graphic novel like Watchmen by Alan Moore, and not only stick the landing with an amazing, smart, and wonderful show, but find a way to not only incorporate into the original material, but somehow maybe even make that original material better by what they presented. And they did it. They did it, and it's so great. Uh, Episode 7 is an almost religious awe, and that is what I have for the the writers, for for Damon Lindelof and all the amazing, talented people, there's actually a really great, uh, you know, if you listen to it, it'll spoil. But uh, Mark Bernardin who who does Fat Man, uh, Beyond with Kevin Smith, but while Kevin Smith has been off doing his uh, chain silent Bob reboot roadshow, he's been doing what he calls Black Man Beyond, and uh, he actually posted. A Screenwriters Guild interview that he did with Damon Lindelof about uh, Watchmen, and it's a really, really good podcast. It would be worth listening to, especially if you like all this. Um, but episode seven is great, an almost religious awe because you know uh, this this is dealing with Angela and a choice she made, and uh, and getting more information for uh, you know her backstory in Vietnam, and then there uh, is some more stuff. For lori lori and uh which is really good and there's more information for for the seventh cavalry and uh and the connections to white supremacy and then uh there's more information for looking glass and uh and then there there's more for adrian veidt and what's going on with him uh he's put on trial and uh, it's it's really really good episode eight a god walks into a bar but it's more a god walks into a bar which is where you're like holy hell you picked the character's last name and it ties in so beautifully to what's going on and um there there are revelations about angela night sister's past that that do connect in a way to dr manhattan dr manhattan it's not really a spoiler uh, but he you knew at some point it was going to be on here and the way it is all woven together and tied in Sorry mm-hmm. if that is a spoiler, but you sort of had to know in fact if you look at the the image of uh, of The watchman with night sister on there. There's actually if you pay attention to the light I, I heard this from another person. They sort of sort of told you I mean, it's cast in blue So you knew at some point dr. Manhattan Was going to be involved, but you get you get a whole bunch more letting you know about about uh different characters and things going on and uh it's just all wonderful and i don't know how to talk about it more without spoiling it and then episode nine to see how they fly which is where everything that has gone on with the characters with lori and angela and uh with uh, uh adrian veit and lady true and the seventh cavalry and 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 judd and and mirror guy aka looking glass and and cyclops and 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 wade and and everything everything just gets woven together so beautiful and you're just like holy holy f how how do you tell a story this good how is that even freaking (laughs) sorry excuse me i got so excited i had to sneeze but how how they did it is is just crazy it's crazy and uh and then they they find a way to end it where you're just like whoa wow this is this is master class storytelling And uh, it's nine episodes. It's on HBO. It would be worth doing a free trial of HBO Now or HBO Go or whatever to to watch these nine episodes. It would be worth doing that free trial and then watching it and then canceling it if that's what you wanted to do. Although there's a lot of really good shows. uh, Westworld. And you could go back and watch three seasons of Deadwood and the Deadwood movie. Uh, The Sopranos. I watched all of that. I enjoyed that. Uh, Game of Thrones. There's some really good episodes. Although, you know, the last season was was divisive i thought it was fine i thought it was good it doesn't doesn't end up in my top five of television but it was it was fine uh but boy watchmen watch the watchmen and somewhere in the future there's going to be all the freaking spoiler talk about this amazing show that literally is abounds with easter eggs and even eggs and 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 uh Yes, yes, they, they, they oh, wow, it's just so good, and these are, what one thing I can tell you about this show, uh, The Mandalorian is in that boat too, when I, when I watch an episode, I want, <clears throat> I'm so excited, sneezing, sneezing with excitement, I want to go back, and, uh, and, and watch more of it, watch more, watch it again, and I've watched, <clears throat> the excitement abounds with the sneeze, I'm so sorry, but uh i'm sneezing with holiday excitement and um i just i I go back and watch it because the show is just so freaking good and like danny said it's incredibly smart but uh you can watch it and you can get it and uh and it is it is totally worth it but uh that's that's me i i hopefully i did my good job of not not spoiling any of these these shows whether it be crisis or the mandalorian or the Watchmen. Uh, I am a little bit excited that most of the shows aren't started, aren't going, so I have a little bit of time where I don't have to stress about that, and I can, I can maybe get some guest episodes if, uh, if there's time to get other people onto the podcast. But uh, that, that's gonna wrap up this, uh, this sneezy holiday, uh, spoiler-free. Thing, <laughs> that's this <laughs> sneezy holiday, spoiler-free, spoiler-free thing, which I think uh, is is what, what, what the title of the episode is going to be. But I, I thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Like I said, I really hope you have an amazing holiday, however you celebrate it, season. But uh, at Rise of Skywalker coming excited once again spoiler free on laugh it up fuzzballs but we will at some point we'll uh we'll talk about the movie definitely here on the podcast and hopefully as a a 500 plus group on on the book of faces be careful of spoilers go see maybe go dark on the internet before uh before you see the movie if the movie is important to you and you don't want to be spoiled um but yeah there's uh there's lots of good stuff to come actually really really this entire episode wanted to talk about the fact that i've been on the new star wars ride at disneyland and i thought it was great but i'll talk about it later i suppose because i don't know how to talk about it without spoiling it but it's good and it was life-changing and changed my life i thought it was really good i enjoyed it uh like wow way to bury that at the very end of the episode that's just me making sure you you come to the end but rise of the resistance is amazing and hopefully, Rise of Skywalker is just as good, if not better. Hopefully, better. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Not that I think the ride is bad, but but I, w- I want the best best ending to the Skywalker saga, I can happen. And, and that just prepares me for disappointment, of course, because you know I want what I want. And uh, you can go back. You you listen to my ramble about the things that were on my brain. <laughs> wow. But uh, I appreciate you. Laugh it up, fuzzball podcast at gmail.com. Um, at Wookie Riot on Twitter and Instagram and then you can go on Laugh It Up Fuzzballs and reach me there and see my real name on the Facebook on the Book of Faces Uh, Laugh It Up Fuzzballs uh, is the group it's a closed group but just ask to join and we'll say yes and as long as you behave yourself you'll be fine Uh, but that's gonna wrap up this episode I appreciate each and every single one of you I am one with the force the force is with me this is the way uh i have spoken be excellent to each other party on dudes in the words of abraham lincoln and uh ttfn wookie out